0: I've got a
1: bonus episode. April Fool. Oh, your <laughs> face. You.
0: Oh, mm. oh, dear. Your face. Uh, as, a, as ever, it was worth the effort put into it. This <laughs> 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 is always the case with April Fool's <laughs> jokes.
1: Hello there! Welcome Hello. to Date Fight. This is the proper mm. uh, podcast for today, uh, where we take things that
0: happen on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, indeed, we are. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have taken the numbers on the opposite sides of a cul-de-sac to compare the evens and the odds to see which has the most properly isolated people in of history. Perfect. That that doesn't explain it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Anyway, we're just going to compare things from history and see which is best. I'm going to go to the first of April, really this time, the first of April, thirty three A.D. to the Last Supper. What? What? I didn't think we knew when the Last Supper actually I didn't think we was. When well, yeah. the Last Whoa. Supper? What? A.D. Ah, we didn't until two thousand and eleven. Yeah, A.D. I mean, he had to be there. I guess he did. He did, yeah. ha- he did have, to have to be, be there. The That's supper.
1: what they always say. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in 2011 researcher colin humphreys of cambridge university which the article really does stress professor colin humphreys of cambridge university reconciled the discrepancies between the four gospels and discovered that john was right all the west were wrong and that the last supper happened on wednesday the first of april ad 33 no questions asked that's when it happened that's the only time it could have been done He'd started from the premise that there is no way that the arrest, interrogation and trial of Jesus all could have happened on one night between Thursday and Friday, so there must have been some mistake. And he went mm. back and found an older calendar and said Matthew, Mark and Luke must have been using an older calendar, so John is the one who's right. And Professor Humphreys was, is very convinced, and he was the front page of the BBC with this revelation. Professor Humphreys, of course, can you imagine what hum- Professor Humphreys is a professor of? Um, what would you guess for someone dating Biblical Times? Professor Theology. Of? Metallurgy. Metallurgy and material science. Okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Did he? my My biggest question is: did is Did he know this because he finally got the restaurant bill, yeah. uh, with the date <laughs> on it? And is it no, did Judas, in actual fact, have a starter?
0: <laughs> I mean, it does have Jesus' long card number on it, unobscured, which is very useful. Oh wow, those are the days. Uh, yes, it was a crook, crook machine, obviously back then, rather than a. <laughs> <laughs> rather than contactless. Um, Again, this is uh, based on the lovely fallacy. We love to assume that people in the past couldn't have done that. Like the whole thing that, oh, people, Incas, couldn't possibly have made those buildings. It must have been aliens, which, I mean, it feels quite close to racism and believing that primitive people couldn't possibly do things that we would find difficult, like do three things in one evening. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that's the upshot of that. Uh, That Professor Colin Humphreys, he's Professor of Metallurgy and Material Science, has worked out what millennia of theologians and historians couldn't and wednesday the first of april so it was the same day back then than it was today 1833 was the date of the last supper unless it absolutely wasn't
1: nice i've got uh, two dates i've got april the first 1891 mm-hmm. and then again in 1948 so 1891 what happens what? the wrigley company the william wrigley jr company is founded Ooh. to make chewing gum on in goose island in chicago Mm -hmm. why should we care well let me scoot forward some years that i can't be bothered to do the maths for to the cold war it's 1948 and germany's just brought in the deutsche mark yeah and uh the communist forces are very very unhappy about that the soviet union Mm -hmm. blockades berlin Mm. as a response They're very unhappy about it. So the Allies go, all right, fine. Don't even care. We will airdrop everything they need. And they did. Uh, So it was called Operation Vittles. Mm -hmm. And uh, the United States, the French, the British, the Canadians, the Australians, the New Zealanders and the South Africans flew 200,000 sorties in a year providing them with all the supplies they needed. In fact, they they often doubled the amount of supplies they actually needed. It was almost like people bulk buying toilet paper. Yeah. But it worked. And uh, in the end, after uh, nearly nearly a year, uh, the USSR lifted the blockade. Um, And the Americans and the British were like, well, we're still going to airdrop stuff anyway because you're probably faking it. (laughs) Um, But then it finally did. But... How does this come round to Wrigley's Spearmint Gum? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. There was a side operation called Little Vittles. There was a guy called Gail Halverson. Mm. Gail Halverson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was doing airlifts uh, to Berlin. And he uh, arrived in Tempelhof mm-hmm. one day. And he there was a crowd of children there. Uh, and they were watching the planes landing and stuff. And he said, hello. I don't know where it's from, and was <laughs> dog, and <clears throat> they were sort of asking him questions and stuff. And he, all he had on him that he could give them was two sticks of Wrigley's double mint gum. Mm. And he watched these children as they very, very carefully divided up the pieces of this gum, these two sticks of gum, as well as they possibly could, and they even passed around the wrapper for the other children to smell. <laughs> that's um,
0: taunting. That's not really sharing at that that's point. That's mean, isn't yeah. it? You can sniff yeah. it. <clears throat>
1: Well, no, but, I mean, it was for them, it was, it was really exciting. Mm. And he was so impressed uh, and touched by their, their gratitude and the fact that they didn't fight over it. They shared it so nicely. He said, the next time I come, I don't know where he's from. He's probably from like Croydon. <laughs> uh, next time I come, I'll bring you some more. And he never went again. And our kid said, well, how, how are we going to know it's you? Mm. How will we know it's you flying over? And he said, I'll wiggle my wings. So he w- wiggled his wings. Oh. And he dropped some chocolate bars attached to a parachute he'd made out of a handkerchief to the children the next time he went over and then there were more children of course as you might expect he made more drop and it became this really big thing and uh, he ended up with these uh, nicknames uh, people he got letters from the kids thanking him hmm. um, some people called him Uncle Wiggly Wings <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> some people is this
0: another April the first one <laughs>
1: called him the chocolate flyer <laughs> And other people <laughs> called him the chocolate <laughs> uncle. Sounds fine. That sounds fine. That's yep. fine. Uh, and in the end, it became a, an official mission and uh, because it was great propaganda and stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, major candy manufacturers made donations and uh, they dropped 23 tonnes of candy on Berlin <laughs> in the end, crushing all of the children and killing them instantly.
0: Lovely. So, yeah.
1: You could Thanks. be my chocolate uncle. You could uncle, be my Uncle Wiggly Wings. If you want.
0: Um, <laughs> 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 we should make clear that at the earlier podcast, none of that was true. That was our joke on you. Yes. Uh, um, although Gladstone's
1: yes. dad had two and a half thousand slaves. Oh, did he? I didn't That's know that. That's actually true. Yeah. Oh. Um, and Gladstone at first was uh, pretty neutral on the whole slavery <laughs> issue. Not bothered
0: either way. Not yeah. fussed yeah yeah, um, yeah it's probably who knows i mean there were yeah. good arguments on both sides those yeah. people should be enslaved for the whole yeah. of their lives and yeah but um the chocolate
1: uncle and the chocolate flyer that's
0: real <laughs> that is all real yeah. <laughs> um as is the last supper well well yeah, well as much as uh, uh, happy uh, birthday yeah Happy birthday to John Wilmot, Earl of Rochester, who is most famous for writing the filthiest poetry of the 17th century. Oh, really? Marvell called him... Yes, he wrote really disgusting poetry, which I can't read out on a family podcast. Was it Limerick's? Maybe the title of one of them. Uh, even bolder than that... Come on, go you, Read a bit and sin- I'll bleep the bad bits. Go on. Signor <laughs> was one of them. Hang on. Okay, right, I'll find one. <clears throat> it's fine. The good lady Sandis burst into laughter to see how the came wobbling after <laughs> and had not their weight retarded the foe. Indeed, it had gone hard with Signor Wow. <laughs> anyway, he wrote lots of filthy poetry. He was part of the Merry Gang who hang around with Charles II and uh, it was said of him, for five years together, he was continually drunk, uh, which led to him doing many wild and unaccountable things. Uh, he eloped quite often with his wife, or before they were married, he eloped with the woman who became his wife. Um, so he kept on being put in the Tower of London. He Blimey. gave Charles the first, Charles II a poem that said that he was too sex mad to be king and that was ruining the country, which led to him having to being exiled from court. During which point, he moved to Tower Hill and pretended to be a gynecologist called Doctor Bendo, oh, <laughs> who wow. cured women's infertility. Um, Basically, essentially, just sleeping with them, as far as we can tell. He also used to occasionally dress dress up as his own wife, Mrs. Bendo, so that people wouldn't object to him examining their daughters in front of them. Uh, He later went back to court. He died by the age of 33.
1: Wow, this sounds like a really bad Robin Williams film.
0: (laughs) It's really... uh, Robin Asquith or Robin Williams? Both. Robin Williams, (laughs) yeah. Um, He died at the age of 33 of some sort of venereal disease or nephritis of the kidneys. We don't really know uh he wrote things like we i think we can guess we have a pretty witty king whose word no man relies on he never said a foolish thing nor ever did a wise one which charles ii responded that's because my words are my own but my actions are my ministers anyway that's john wilmot filthy poet and one of the few actually funny people of the restoration because the restoration's all, oh, we got to have, oh, we got theatres again. Everyone was happy. and like, oh, Look at how funny and rakish everyone was. And you're like, no, it all just seems a bit forced. It's, apart from him, who generally seems utterly filthy and revelling in the whole thing.
1: I've got time for that. Yeah. Um I've got a death day for you. It's 12.04, mm. the 1st of April. Eleanor of Aquitaine. Ah. Aquitaine. 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 Uh, queen off of France and in yes. Um I don't know if you've seen Eleanor's effigy at Fontevraud Abbey I but haven't. she looks like she had not been well for some time <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> One of the most powerful and wealthy women Mm. of Western Europe. Um, She uh, patronised lots of literary figures and she led armies several times in her life. And she was a leader of the Second Crusade. She Mm -hmm. married twice. She had 10 kids. She went to prison for 16 years, but was let out for Christmas, which is a lot more than any of us lot are going to be getting. (laughs) Then uh, ruled England as queen while her son, Richard the Lionheart, was off on his lads on tour, Third Crusade. Outlived all but two of her children, and was pretty gosh darn formidable. She is, well, was. But I
0: mean, not anymore. You could probably imagine. She
1: looks, yeah. Honestly, her face, mate, Cheer. looks like she's been to a highly specialised Cheer up, parties, love. never happens.
0: As... <laughs> no, it definitely happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's that's definitely that's it, it yes, us that's definitely for us. for today. The first
0: of April. Wow, how how much about the real time have we taken up today?
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: How much You've got how much loads. fun we had. yeah yeah <laughs> um,
1: We'll be back for something a bit more serious and grown up, frankly, yes uh, tomorrow. Uh, we do hope you'll join us then. Please uh, do. do spread the word. Do subscribe. Mm. We're here every day. Yes. And uh, nothing's going to stop. Well, and some it, things conceivably could stop us. And if you decide
0: to give us some money on Patreon, that would help us continue to do all the lovely things we love to do for you. It really
1: would. It's patreon.com slash date fight if you want to get involved and become a supporter. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you. Bye.